The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. I have my co-host Brendan with me, and today we have Greg Marsh uh, with us from the band False Gods. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Of course. Um, so do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do in the band, and, and who the band is, really? I, my name is Greg Marsh. I play guitar in False Gods. Um, I write the riffs <laughs> not all of them but no it's so it's the the group started between myself and mike uh stack who was the singer probably in about uh 2015 late 2015 and um i would say we are like the main songwriters i handle the majority of the music he does all the lyrics um and that's about it we've been We've been, uh, we, we, our first release was 2016 and we've been trying to, um, hit the streets, uh, as much as we can, um, since then. Nice. And, uh, I want to know you, you had a new album that just dropped, uh, very, very recently. Yeah. The, uh, the record dropped yesterday. It is called Neurotopia. Uh, it was recorded in uh, Westfall Studios, which is, I think, is in Farmingdale, uh, okay. New York, uh, in our in our hometown on Long Island. Uh, we recorded actually last year, <laughs> um, but it's it's just it's seeing the light of day now. It got delayed because of uh, basically it got delayed because of all the the, the delays in. Uh, production of vinyl and all that so it's it's been a it's been a while it's been a, but it's it's finally coming out and um we're psyched we want to fucking get this record out and make as much noise as possible awesome and uh so so obviously it's going to be on vinyl uh, where would people pick that up uh you can go to either seeingredrecords.com or we actually have it on sale at our Facebook, at our, at our, excuse me, at our uh, Bandcamp, which is False Gods One. Dot Bandcamp. Dot com. Uh, the the vinyl isn't ready just yet. I should have it, hopefully by the end of this month. Um, but the label is taking, and we're taking pre-orders now. So, um, and we're also doing a run of CDs for this as well. So it's going to be 400 vinyl. The colors are up on there. Um, and, uh, we have plenty of CDs to go around for everybody. So, um, if you're interested, yeah, the vinyl looks uh, great. take a look at, thank you. Thank you, brother. I, I, I helped pick those colors out <laughs> yeah. and they kind of match the colors on the, on the cover. So I was like, Oh yeah, this, this is fucking sick. Like, I feel like had I not been in this band and I saw that, like the record cover, the work, the, the, the artwork for the record, it was done by a guy named Hal Miller. He's a homie of ours who's in Brooklyn, uh, ritual design. 
just look him up on Instagram. He's fantastic. He did the artwork for uh, You're the Cobras record, and he does a lot of artwork for a lot of the local bands in, in Brooklyn, Stoner, Doom, any type of really genre. Um, so we've been working with him pretty much exclusively all year. He did the artwork for this record. We released the last record, No Symmetry, on cassette um, last year. And we did exclusive artwork for that, which he did. Um, nice. He did a couple merch designs for us. So uh, not only is he a, like a good friend of ours, but he's he's a great artist. So we're and we were really really excited about what he came up with uh, this time around. So I um, I'm a big fan, and I nice. Hope, I hope everyone else is. So yeah, awesome. it's great. Um, Brendan, I know you Thank had you, some brother. pretty some pretty strong uh, opinions about the album that you would like to express. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's great. You know the uh, thank you energy is amazing. Um, Peliquin um, starts it off and it's super amazing. You know, it's like the energy got that great little build up, and then you got um, it's just heavy. You know, and you have your like art your hardcore kind of like vibes in there with like just like good sing-along kind of material um oh thank you dude and then uh um, oh, thank you so much just like the the bluesy guitar riff keeps going like pops in and out through a, a few of these songs and it's like it's a really nice touch you know it's it's so heavy but then like um also oh, sorry, i'm gonna go on a tangent here real quick the uh cover you did of um integrity um <laughs> that is immense man like originally that song's like two minutes and 30 seconds and you guys made it like <laughs> all eight minutes you know and it's fucking awesome oh thank you so much that was a, that was a fun one i i had a well first off thank you so much for the the kind words that's that's really uh that means the world yeah. to us uh yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that this record in particular, we kind of embraced more of our, I guess, for lack of a better term, hardcore side. You know, there's a lot of DB kind of parts there, but there's also a lot more on the bone as well. Oh, uh, yeah, it's thick and not, heavy. Besides it's, hardcore. It's, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd say so it's the like cover sludgy. It's, it's got like, I don't know, man, it's good. It's fucking good. Thank you. Uh, we that's what we were trying to do. We we're trying to hit all corners. They're like, there's some songs that we still have like one foot in our like sludge doom world. Um, there's other songs that like have more of a like Peliquin almost has like an early like like to me like early black death metal vibe to it, but just kind of yeah. like in our vein. Yeah. Um, and then there's some other songs like. Uh, to defy purity, which is just kind of like brutal and like really melodic at the same time. Um, the cover came about because when we were writing the record, we thought we were just going to do like an EP, like a three song EP. And like the three songs we had were kind of like, uh, I think it was like Belief Crimes, uh, Phantasmagoria, and I Cemetery. So they were all like kind of like hardcore ish vibes so we're like yeah we should just do like a hardcore ep and like do a cover at the end so i started messing with uh and mike had suggested to do integrity um so i was like all right if we're gonna do it i'm gonna like 
make it like a like it's a false god song not like just do the exact cover so yeah, I, yeah. I just arranged yeah, yeah. it to like <laughs> this epic kind of a thing but then we were like we're like now we're, we're gonna fucking we're just gonna do a whole record we, we scratched that whole like hardcore idea but we kept the cover and uh uh i i dig it we needed you know the the record goes a lot of places it's really heavy it's really sludgy it's kind of like got like um <sighs> there's you know songs with like to defy purity and like your thoughts are void are, are kind of like hitting new territory so i feel like the cover at the end was just like us like having fun just jamming and nick yeah. who plays lead guitar and it just goes crazy so it's like we just needed like a little space for us to kind of like like have fun so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really yeah. i really like how that cover came out it was a lot of fun to do i appreciate the words man yeah yeah like all oh, integrity is like one of my favorite bands from back in the day you know like they got me out of like the like straight edge hardcore there's a lot of that like there's a lot of that like hard like you know straight edge hardcore but there wasn't a lot of like the darker side of hardcore and then i like found integrity is like it's like shit hey just what one second guys um brandon your uh your echoes come back uh really bad all of a sudden really bad all of a sudden oh yeah yours too oh yeah yours yeah. too um did something change with the speaker something change with the speaker no that's weird how's that's that fine uh, brendan try to say something hello better yep that's completely fine sorry i just wanted to make sure we cut it out because uh it was like completely overlapping um yeah you're good yeah, to go uh you were talking about integrity oh yeah okay so we'll go from there all right so the um uh, yeah, Integrity was uh, one of my favorite bands from being uh, a teenager because, like, you know, it's a, all this hardcore music was a lot of it was like, you know, straight edge and whatnot. And there wasn't a lot of like darker side, you know. And when I found Integrity, I, I just I embraced it. I loved it. You know, it was great. Um, and, uh, you know, seeing uh, bands cover songs, like, uh, they're always awesome, you know. But, like, then this one, like, done in your style, like, was oh it's fucking awesome man like the uh bluesy riff at the end it just feels all wild it's just it's i don't know man you guys put a nice touch on it thank you so much yeah, it was a lot of fun to do uh yeah absolutely a lot of fun to do i'm happy i'm happy it came out like not terrible <laughs> is that a, a song um, you ever do live or is that more just like this is a one-time album thing I don't know, you know, so the band right now, the 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 guy who played lead guitar, his mm -hmm. name is Nick Luisi. He actually left the band um prior oh, no. to this year. Yeah, so uh I, I don't know if that will ever be a thing that we do live. Mm -hmm. Um but the it's the record's just it's not even really out just yet, so uh, we don't we don't know what we're going to do. Live now we have a lot of material between the the this record and the last one mm -hmm. that we're kind of like well, we should you know mix it up a bit you know as far as what we're gonna do live we're also um, gonna be releasing a split with this Japanese um, sludge core band called Aburio I I'm it's a I'm I'm pronouncing it wrong <laughs> but it's 
uh, it should be out probably by the end of the year, if not early next year. So we have like two two new songs that's that are going to be coming out as well. So we have a lot of material um, to choose from live. So it's it's going to be interesting. We'll see what's we'll see what's what. Awesome. And then you you guys have like um, three EPs prior to the last album as well, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, but we probably will never play anything from Wasteland. Well, maybe we well, actually we're, we've been playing "I Can See You" like the last song on that one. So, um, okay. we've yeah, we've actually no the last couple of shows we've been playing songs from all three. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We're, we're gonna uh, we have uh, we have like a, a week of shows coming up in September, well, five days, like a work week. Uh, and then we're going to do a run in the Midwest come November. And there's possibly one more short tour we're going to do before the holidays. I, but um, nothing is set in stone yet. Yeah, it's coming uh, to Connecticut. <laughs> possibly. I don't know. Um, but... Uh, what the hell was I going to say? It, it's, I can't say the name of the band, but the, the last tour where we're trying to work out is with like a new England band. who's very legendary oh, uh, nice. in our scene. So we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, so uh, the point being, we have a lot of shows coming up. So the set list is going to change. I don't know exactly what's going to be in it. Um, but it's going to be uh, it's fun to uh, mix and match these songs. We're ready to uh, ready to get out there and and do it. Awesome. And then I guess uh, something I want to ask was not necessarily just on this album, but in general, who would you say are sort of the biggest influences for the band, or, or just you individually? I guess. Wow, I would probably say myself. Everything that like Justin Broderick does, I'm always a fan of, whether it's Godflesh or Jezu or any other sort of side project that he's involved with. Like that is my like number one, even though you might not really hear it a lot in our music. Mm -hmm. But for me, like from a writing standpoint, I'm always trying to like chase that, that guy. He's, he's the man for me. Um, so early on, it was, you know, like, Bands like Carnivore and uh, nice. yeah, it's dystopia um, kind of lyrics. I get it. Say again. Yeah, I was gonna say that like uh, Carnivore, like they're always like kind of like that angry, but like dystopian. But like I see that in your lyrics, you know, like oh, big yeah, <laughs> big time, big time. Uh, that's a that was a like even that and like early typo negative was like mm -hmm. a band that we all were like that was like a we something we all agreed on like that that's that guy is also a big influence the sad um, thing is though is like a lot of people that love typo don't even know about carnival i, I talked to a lot of people they're like what's carnival I'm like that's his his other project they're like oh i didn't know he had and, that and it's like you know, oh, yeah. that's, that's new york you guys like new york is a like has a lot of fucking history and awesome bands you know a lot of genres uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, you know, it's the cultural epicenter of the world. So yeah, you'll have that. <laughs> um, there's a uh, God, as far as influences, it's, it's kind of like, 
I feel like, yeah, I would say um, that. Okay, so false gods is part sludge metal, part like the hardcore that we grew up with. Um, there's like a post punk element to us, and like a, a wannabe psychedelic sort of <laughs> vibe to us as well. So it's it's kind of like a four headed monster. I always kind of see it as um you know like we grew up on like on neurosis and and things like that and like yob you know i love all that kind of stuff even though like there's not really a huge that doesn't really play a huge part of our sound it's still influence wise it's still very much there um you know i like i like things like high on fire because it's kind of like thrashy and stony stony and doomy i think that's like a good you know, I kind of tell people like, you know, f- who don't really know the genre too well, like, oh, it has elements of like crowbar and high on fire mixed with like killing joke parts. Nice. So and I think people kind of kind of go, oh, OK, cool. You know, mixed with like um, a singer who, who was like got a, a Billy Milano vibe. <laughs> uh, so I would say it's it's kind of all all of that. All that wrapped into one. And I, I mean, that's might just be me, but I also picked up like a little bit of Conan type stuff on the new album. Oh, oh, big time. Yeah. Uh, we, we've done a couple of shows with Conan in the city and awesome. uh, yeah, big, big They're time. Real. Absolutely. Have you heard their new stuff that's just come out or just coming out? I haven't. No, I heard it's, I heard it's, uh, I heard it's fire. I heard it's supposed yes. to be really good. But uh, very much so. Yeah, I mean that was definitely. And you know, they're another band too, where where they're like, they're they're extremely heavy. Like people who are into heavier um subgenres will always respect Conan. But the the stoner doom people, they have a foot in there as well. And that's kind of where we're at. Like we want to kind of we don't want to be locked into one (laughs) subgenre. We're, we kind of want to hit all uh, areas of of heavy metal, right. of heavy I mean, music, like, whatever. You know what ba- the, the band that always comes to mind for me that fills those same boxes that you just said is uh, Dystopia. Like, uh, oh, people, big who, time. Love, people yeah. who love super heavy stuff love Dystopia. Stone and Sludge people love it. Uh, punk people love it. Like, it's one of those bands that just kind of crosses every boundary. They're, they're another type of band that we're like, yeah, they're absolutely that's another type of influence that we have as well um, they're, they're from your area as well right they're around there somewhere they're like they're in the northeastern band as well right oh man i don't know i don't think they're from new york Dystopia. no i think they're um i want to say i know this i'm pretty sure it's somewhere in the northeast but i'm not actually sure exactly where let's see actually uh, oh shit, okay i was completely wrong they are from oakland california Oh, <laughs> mine, mine, I'm, I'm, I'm in California. So down my way, actually. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I didn't oh, think no. they were a, a okay, East Coast yeah. band. Yeah. I don't know. Just, they had that sound for some reason. It made me think they were. It's like, it sounds like it comes from a place that's, uh, that gets cold, but I guess not. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. They don't sound very sunny. No, yes. yeah, yeah. Put on like a dystopia <laughs> album, and be like, oh, I feel like going for a summer drive. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you don't feel like going to the beach afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
And then I guess like, is this sort of the hardcore influence stuff that you, you've been working in more of? Is that sort of like the direction you want to keep going in? Or is that just, this is something we're doing for now because we want to focus on that sound? At this um, I, I, I don't really know. I, I don't, as you know what, I love this record. It's definitely the, the best thing that we've ever done. Um, I don't think there will be a Neurotopia 2 where there's that much hardcore influence. We kind of leaned on that a lot, this record. But I like it. Forward, I, mean, I, I don't think that we're going to stay with like songs that have that many. Like, if you kind of look at the history of the band, you know, we haven't released a whole lot of music, but each release has kind of been different than the last. So, as much as like it's who we are, I don't intend to keep writing in that same vein. Is you know the and the uh, uh, the next couple of releases are, are going to uh, uh, are not going to be like the same as this record. But that doesn't mean I'm also abandoning it at the at the same time. It's just not going to be as prevalent um, because uh, I don't want to be stuck in. You know, a lot of people will say that the name and, the, and the, like you know this hardcore thing now keeps coming up. Like it's cool, but like. I'm not trying to be a, a fucking hardcore band, you know, right. all the time, you know, I, I'm not going to be like, all right. And we have to write now we have to write this fast part. So kids can potentially mosh or whatever. <laughs> like, um, I don't, I don't really foresee that happening. Um, I want to explore new areas of, uh, of the sound and, and what we can do. And uh, I don't want to be stagnant, nor do I want, you know, to be locked into something where we have to write a you know, record to, to get some sort of recognized. It's, it's, it's not that it's not, that's not what it's about for me. So, uh, yeah, the sound will continually evolve. Good. That's all I, mean, I can I tell think, you at the moment. <laughs> I think it's good. A lot of like, those four elements, um, come through, like, you know, I listened to, um, you know, re um, yeah, yeah. Reports from oblivion and, um, like, the serpent in the ladder like that was like my first yeah. album like ep i heard from you guys and i was like holy shit this thing's this band's sick and then i'm like oh fuck they're from new york i'm like damn this is sweet and then um yeah that i, I you guys have an awesome like like that that hardcore kind of influence like is definitely appreciated for sure though yeah, yeah. i feel like it's it goes down. It's more easy, like that, that you know? sing along shit, you know, where like you can have like you can be playing and like, you know, like people know your lyrics and they like will come up and they like have no problem like jumping, like hanging on, you know, and like or having like, you know, like getting the crazy. I, I think it's like, I mean, it's it's going to happen, man. <laughs> hey, from your lips to God's ears. Um, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I, I don't really I just don't want to like be forced to write a certain way. You don't yeah. be pigeonholed. Period. You know, now like, so that's, that's, that's really all, that's where I'm at with that. You know, I don't want to be like, all right, now we have to write like these types of songs because that's what people expect from us. Like, it's not, that's not why I'm, that's not why I decided to, to be in this band and, and write mute and play music. I, you know, 
as much There's as like I, it's cool, like people appreciate it, but it's you know I the only the only people I really care about you know is like the other dudes in the room. So and I don't think any of us are really trying to stay in one like hole. Like for us, yeah, where we went on the serpent and the ladder, I feel like is a direction that yeah yeah moving yeah. forward we're gonna you know those type of songs we we want to uh. It's kind like of explore like forward like, more uh, like no just, symmetry it, so, say i'm sorry i was like like slower like like misery kind of core like doomy yeah. like just... <laughs> yes misery core that is fucking perfect that is yeah. exactly what we are <laughs> fucking miserable that's so <laughs> funny um yeah i i feel like that will start i feel like as a consensus that those two songs, like the ideas that got started there were, were like some of the bands, you know, like favorites, you know, no symmetry. We started throwing in more, you know, uh, obvious hardcore influences. And then we kind of continued it on this record. Um, we kind of leaned into that sort of influence, but I feel like, if we did it again, we're just kind of like resting on our laurels. Like we want to, uh, we want to kind of explore what was started there um, and just take it further. And that those two, like where we were at that uh, musically speaking to me is like the most interesting uh, that EP of all the stuff we have out so far. So I want to uh, moving forward. I want to kind of uh, explore that option those influences that sound those ideas so we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens but it's, hey, it's uh, there's it's plenty of fucking nice. gas in the tank so we're ready to uh <laughs> keep rocking and rolling and then i have a question that's going to go back a little further for you um when you were younger like what sort of got you into alternative and heavy music like what were the bands that kind of shifted you away from mainstream stuff more towards this sort of world Wow. Great question. I would probably have to say off the top of my head, probably the local hardcore scene that was going around in the late nineties with, mm-hmm. I mean, with bigger bands, like, uh, you'll know, like, uh, VOD, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. from Long Island. And then all those kind of local bands, mind over matter, neglect, silent majority trip face that, you know, up until then, I was probably into just Roadrunner metal and hardcore, <laughs> uh-huh. like, you know, all that kind of stuff that was on that label and, uh, you know, Obituary and uh, yes. you know, Biohazard, Sepultura, Type 1 Negative, Life of Agony, uh, yeah. you know, AF, uh, Sick of It All, Madball. But once I started, I, I probably came to it a little later on my local hardcore scene at the referring to, but that's probably what uh, for me, at least got me out of not like any of those bands were like, you know, machine and fear factor were mainstream, but they were extremely popular. So like all the local stuff that was happening on the Island um, and in, in New York in general, that's probably what made me explore more music th- that was not, uh, not on a, 
headbangers ball, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> that made me go deeper and darker. And this awesome. kept spiraling and spiraling from there. And what do you kind of think of, I mean, like, I know that you've heard of it, but like this sort of a new movement, I guess, in hardcore that's, I guess, blending with a lot of other genres to create a new type of sound and style. So, I mean, I don't know if you know bands like um, Soul Glow or Show Me The Body. Okay. But they're, they're, like, they're both I, these sort of acts that are kind of coming up, I guess, at the moment, last few years in the in the hardcore scene. And uh, they're bringing in elements of like hip hop and uh, electronica, noise and that kind of stuff and really branching out a lot more. So personally, I, I view them as like a breath of fresh air. I really appreciate the, the, the risk they're taking. But yeah, what's your take on that sort of stuff? I feel like there's only so much you could do with heavy music, right? So you have to start looking for other type of influences to stand out, to keep it interesting. Um, uh, I mean, there's a lot, especially now with how the music industry is and how technology is the market, not just for heavy metal or heavy music, the market in general for music is just absolutely flooded, absolutely yeah. flooded. We, we feel it on our end. And if you're not doing something that's going to have you stand out, you're just going to get lost in that void. So all these young kids doing, you know, di different, different takes on, on different genres of heavy music. I, I applaud it. I really like, as far as young bands are concerned, I really like that uh, portrayal of guilt. That's very hip yeah. with the kids. Yeah. Dude, I, I do. I think sick. they're actually, pretty, I'm 41, but like, I think they're fucking great. I don't care. You can make Dude, fun of me. So good. And uh, I, there's this new band, um, they did a split with uh, Portrayal of Guilt called Chat Pile. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're fucking incredible. They're my new favorite band. Yeah. With, yeah. Without a doubt. Um, there's, that, that's like just first, like the two yeah. bands that kind of come to mind that are doing like they just did that album, weird things um, in a heavy metal vein. But I, I, I love it. I think that shit's great. It's, it's, it's important for the, the, the music, it's important for the culture. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, Chapel just has a new album coming out in five days. I heard it. It's great. They're playing They're playing uh, Brooklyn two nights in a row. The first night sold out. So oh, awesome. I try to get out there. Yeah. Nice. nice. And yeah, I fully agree about uh, Portrayal of Guilt. Absolutely. That was my, uh, my top albums of uh, last year, that one that they brought out. Yeah. I had, uh, I got this. Yeah, I mean, with uh, Body Void and uh, Uniform, and that was freaking sweet. Oh yeah, those are those are the other two bands. I mean, Body Void has that that primitive man vibe. Um, yeah, they're fucking it's unbelievably heavy. heavy. It's funny Nuclear. you say that because I I literally just saw Primitive Man and Body Void together like a week a week and a half ago, live. Yeah, that's crazy. That that tour has been going on for a while. It was so um, cheap. It was 16 bucks, 16 bucks, man. I'm like, as if I'm not going to go to that, you know, like how could right. you not go to that for $16? Yeah. It was like what? Six bands or some shit. Yeah. Five it was bands. a crazy life. It was in with, uh, uh, Jarhead fertilizer, Jarhead fertilizer, uh, Elizabeth yeah. color wheel and, um, spirit possession. I think possession. was the last one. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish those like, we had more like, stuff coming around like this way you know like harford's got like a bunch of little venues like new york's got a bunch of stuff but it's like it's a two-hour drive you're like god damn it new york yeah 
Yeah, I'm in San Diego, so I'm super lucky. Like almost everything comes through here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's kind of the benefit of living in a major city. You get, you also get inundated with so many shows that you're like, oh, I'll just stay home. I, yes, it's it's over oversaturation. It's too many options. You're like, there's like seven things in the next like six weeks. Right. Especially you get season. trying to like pick a show you want to go to. Try booking a show in Brooklyn. It's just like, oh, cool. Any any day of the week you're competing, you're competing against not only just other musical acts, like musical acts in the same genre as you. It's like, it's like there's there's two or three shows, you know, in our world going on at least every day. So it's like it's it's a very it's 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 inundated with a lot of bands. It's flooded. Uh extremely competitive you know it's it's crazy especially post-covid now like i feel yeah. like you know yeah. even still this year 2022 i still feel like everyone's just fucking trying to get out there and, and just trying to and it's still still people feeling the effects of of the pandemic so the market is still flooded for for live music yeah um, everyone so I, I don't think everyone's torn yeah they got to you know some of these bands even if it's not their main source of income if it's like a side thing they still have to they still got a tour and they still got to get out there and try to make a couple bucks and and sell the thing is, that, you know, everyone's charging such a reasonable price at the moment like literally everyone's right. like, gig prices are affordable I mean, i'm seeing i hate god and mismore uh, in like a month and a half and it was like 20 bucks i'm like dude i hate god is wow. like that's 20 bucks like why is it so cheap for i hate god you know what i mean enjoy it while it lasts who knows <laughs> who knows what tomorrow will bring exactly yeah, he knows if they're going to yeah, stop uh, gigs again at any point in the near future. They're talking about bringing masks back again, so indoor shows might be put on the back burner if things go that way. Yeah. God. I mean, out there, out in California, out in San Diego. Yeah. They're, uh, they just started bringing masks back in schools this week, and then they're talking about doing an indoor mask mandate again in, in, uh, in the near future. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's in discussion. I. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We don't want to get political on here, but uh. <laughs> yeah. not that it's, it's political. A, I mean, but at the same point in time, it's like, I guess, you know what? I'll, I just, we just won't talk about it is that. What it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, skip, we'll skip over that. Good luck. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm fine, you know, but like, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it where I, I don't love wearing a mask. Let's just put it that way. Right, right. I have no problems with it. If I had to do it again, you know, it's cool, you know, but it's not, it's not my first choice. Yeah, definitely agree there. <laughs> it's like, this is one of those things where it's like, it's kind of hard to put the genie back in the bottle. I think because um, like people, are I, I think so. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I agree a hundred percent now that it's off. It's, it's... Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I was going to say, uh, the, we got some, uh, the next big thing that's coming here is the uh, tattoo, the Earth Festival. That's like oh, other than like small, yeah, yeah. I think some Nyori's playing. They're from Brooklyn. They're they're cool guys. They're playing the night before, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're a good band. They're a good band. They're oh, they're a great band. We are, that's those are homies of ours. 
uh, nice. that dude can really play guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. They're very cool. Great band. Yeah. At the Gates is playing. I want to see them. Yeah, I see them. That's awesome. Fun. Overcast. Overcast. Oh and yeah. Force is playing. Force is playing. So that'd be fun. Yeah, that's a good little that. lineup. Yeah, man. There's that's a few good, other bands. That's a good little lineup. So, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's, that should be a. Oh, sorry. Hey, those tickets are only like sixty bucks too. It's like the whole day. That's cheap. Yeah, that's not bad. It's also like I think I don't know. I assume that uh, they'll have uh, a whole spot for like tattooing and getting tattooed and all that. So that's the other thing that's been happening since like uh, they lift a lot of those uh, bands. It's like absolutely stacked festival lineups. Like, uh, did you see Psycho Las Vegas' lineup this year? Yeah, oh, my God. I went last year. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, I remember you posted videos of that. Yeah, dude. It, it was badass. It was unbelievable. So it's like, because Brendan and I, we just started going to MDF this year, and it might be the last one. So we're just trying to think of, like, what we can do next year as our big festival. So do you recommend that one? Do you think that's, like... Oh, worth- yeah. It's a blast. It is, like, like the... We went... Me and my wife went last year. Um, it was at Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point in time in the summer, the mask mandates were pretty heavy uh, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. with all that being said, like, it was fucking killer, dude. It was just so much fun. They have bands at the pool. There was like, there's a venue. Uh, there's several venues in Mandalay Bay, you know, wow. and then there's like on the casino floor, they built the stage where you could watch a band. Wow. It was, I don't really love festivals. This was the best festival experience I've, I've ever had. It was fucking great. And the lineup last year was, was killer. It was just so fucking killer. This is more of like heavy. I would love to go again this year. Um, this is more of like, a, you know, I think Emperor's playing and Satyricon yeah. and, and yeah, I think um, Mayhem and shit, like more heavy black metal kind of a thing. But it's yeah, go. Even if it's you gone. don't like the fucking bands, you're gonna have a blast. That's like I mean, it's, it's, it's Vegas as well. So it's like you no, know, I've never yeah. been to Vegas and not had a fun time. So right, yeah, right. And it's cool because the 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 there's so many bands all day. I mean, it starts at like two in the afternoon, and then it'll go to like midnight. So you're not really getting caught up in too much Vegas touristy bullshit. You know, kind of nice. You can make you can you know pop into this show and that show. And then, you know, kind of hang out and then come back. And then there's still bands playing, still people hanging out. And people hang out all night till two, three in the after, two, three in the, the morning. So oh, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. it's something I would highly recommend. It's a great experience. That's awesome. I, it's like, I like the fact as well that they mix so many genres in. Like, I'm looking at the lineup right now, there's like the headliners are Emperor, Suicidal Tendencies, and Merciful Fate. But then you've got like Mayhem playing next to Bone Thugs and Harmony and uh, Ghostface, Ghostface Killers there next to Carcass. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And all that shit goes over. I mean, no one has a bad show. And like, you really have to, you really have to try to suck. <laughs> to have a bad show at, yeah, at that because everyone's just yeah everyone's have everyone's having a blast that's awesome okay uh, i, I saw that in. i saw like all the hip-hop dudes playing there too that's that's gonna be killer dude now i want to yeah. fucking go shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think next year we'll probably end up trying to do that 
I think yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah. Because we just hit up MDF for the first time, and then they're like, "Oh, this is probably the last one, at least for a while." And we're like, "Well, that sucks." Like we just we just got into this like type of thing. So yeah, definitely looking for something, and that yeah. sounds like it might be it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, awesome. this is. Oh, sorry, Go I've ahead. never been to Maryland. Uh, I've never been to the the Death Fest. Um, I heard that they weren't doing it. That's a bummer. That's that's just bad for I guess. You know, just metal or heavy music in general. But uh, Cycle Fest is more of a party. It's more of like an adult party. I mean, it's way more expensive, but it's more of like an adult party. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard yeah. of that other one? Like that hanging out in a just... parking lot for me, like with crusty punk metal dudes. I'm like, uh, I'm 41. I'm too old to do that shit. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, like, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I would do it, you know, but I would also, I would much rather be in a casino fucking drinking and playing poker yeah. have you heard of um, digital poker <laughs> hello hello i was thinking we lost you for a second i was just saying uh, have you ever heard of a festival yeah, called wasteland weekend? weekend no yeah we, one of our guests told us about it and we like brendan and i are like someday before we die we want to go to that type yeah. thing but it's like a, it's a Mad Max themed festival. It's an industrial festival, industrial metal. Um, but like the industrial metal festival in the middle of the desert, in the Mojave Desert. And uh, it's completely Mad Max themed. And it's like uh, everyone has to dress in costumes. So you have to dress like a like a, a wasteland, like raider type thing. And then uh, you have tribes that you set up your camps in at the festival. And there's like missions to get like drink tokens and I guess free substances other than alcohol. Um, and then people build like flamethrowers and hot rods and stuff and there's giant mechanical things and this looks insane yes sign me up for all that shit that's another (laughs) huge like that's another big part of our influences like mike is definitely like a comic book guy movie guy like a conan all that you know cyberpunk vibe Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of uh we got our cues for the artwork for this record and we were both very much into, you know, industrial metal, Godflesh, uh, nice. Frontline Assembly, uh, Skinny Puppy, huge influence, uh, Ministry, all that kind of stuff. Um, big, big time. So that's another part of, that's why the cover looks like the cover. Because we yeah. were very much. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it honestly looks like it could have uh, been like an industrial metal album. Like uh, that, that, that has Godflesh vibes all over it. And same with your logo as well. Like a, a lot of your stuff just. I, I see it. Thank you. Strange. Okay, the movie Strange Days. It was oh, like yeah. a, a dystopian movie in the in the '90s. If it was about yeah. LA. That's where a lot of the inspiration for lyrics and artwork came from. Um, so that's a that's a big that's a big one. For sure. With um, Ralph Fiennes, right? Yes. And Angela Bassett. Right. I, I think I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I need to actually watch that in full. Same. <laughs> uh, so Mike's more like the movie guy, but I've, I've seen like bits and pieces. It had a, I know Prong was on the soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Prong was, you know, they had, I don't really love Prong. I'll be honest. <laughs> I That's like cleansing right. and like right. prove you're wrong. And, um, here and there. But Prong, Prong was from New York. Prong, uh, they came right out of 
they were playing like thrash metal and hardcore shows. Like they started in the late, late eighties. Yeah. And uh, yeah. then they became like industrial, industrial dudes. I will clarify uh, as well. When I say I love prong, I love cleansing, prove you wrong and beg to differ. And then everything after yeah. that, yeah, me too. not so much. Okay, cool. Those, <laughs> those three, I, I just see that as like quint- quintessential prong. And then I guess maybe the last one is worth listening to is really Rude Awakening. But after that, you know, it's not my thing. As oh, much. yeah. Dude, I saw prong open for Danzig like five, six years ago. And they were doing like Cro-Mags cover. I was like, oh, please just stop. Just stop. Stop making music. <laughs> Give it up. They were so bad. That's a shame. That Whatever. A they're, shame. they're not going to listen to this, so they don't care. I don't care. They'll talk shit. But um, if they do and they share it, that'd be pretty sweet publicity for all of us. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at these Fuck assholes dude talking from shit about false it. gods. <laughs> Tommy Victor. <laughs> um, but ministry. I mean, ministry is a band that. I mean, they've they've been kind of hit and miss, but I feel like every time they do a, like a bad album or two, they come back with something solid. Like. You know what I mean? They've never lost it. They've just had dips where it hasn't been as good. Um, I guess so. Yeah, I haven't. To be quite honest, I haven't really been paying attention. I I, I rediscovered Filth Pig. I think it's like it's listenable, but I don't think now like the there's a there's like a, a faction of people who will argue that filth pig is better than psalm 69 and i'm like no uh, no that's it's that's not. crazy talk you know it isn't it's not like because filth pig was a huge it was a big flop for them in the 90s yeah. um i don't think it's awful it definitely is not better than psalm 69 um no. but uh i feel like they are very yeah i guess so i met al twice when i was a kid oh, nice. um uh he he uh i'm i'm not gonna go into it but he he keeps it real al is someone who is like when keeping it real goes wrong (laughs) 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 because the guy is like have you read the book have you read had the the his book his biography no No, biography yeah well if you read it he's he's that he's that fucking crazy in real life he's just like he is absolutely out of control. Like the guy you like that he per, that image he puts out, you know, in the media, it's not an image. He's he's that he's 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 it's amazing that he's still alive. Let's just put it that way. Right. OK. Yeah, I'm going to have to read that. I, uh, I find him fascinating. The band fascinating. He's such an odd dude in a super interesting way. He's, I mean, you know, at the core. He's he's a he's pretty uh I was a genius, but he was he's very intelligent, and he caught on to something very you know before anyone was really doing it, and he's got big balls, balls of brass, yeah, big <laughs> King Kong size balls, um, but he he's a visionary, you know he started really that I wouldn't say he started it, uh, the whole genre of industrial music, but he for a while perfected it. Um, I think Dylan KMNDF is like, uh, it's like, uh, those two guys, I mean, the KMNFDM, um, and ministry are probably like two of the original big bands, I would say in the genre, uh, of like industrial metal. Yeah. Like industrial. industrial. Metal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely fair. 
Of course, I remember too. Helmet. Yeah. My buddy, uh, my buddy Dave plays in Helmet. No shit. Dave, their the, their bass player Dave Case is a is a homie of mine. He he grew up on Long Island, and uh, he is their bass player. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, he's, they definitely guys. have a. Yeah, now Paige like lives in L.A. and he's you know he like flies all those dudes out to to do tours and shit. He he doesn't want anything with. They want no business with like little old us. <laughs> but it would be. I mean, I'd be into it. It'd be cool. <laughs> Um, what the hell was I going to say? Yeah, I love, I love all that, that like helmet, insane fudge, tunnel, insane rule, God flesh, that. like all that kind of metal is, you know, definitely a big part of our influences. I don't know if it really comes out in the music, but it's definitely like, it's definitely a big part of our our influences. I love all that noisy kind of shit. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm super yeah, into yeah, um, like nineties and eighties. Yeah, it's like noise rock stuff. That stuff is awesome. Jesus lizard. Yes. I absolutely love Jesus lizards. And then there's, um, was it cop? Is a cop kill cop, a cop shoot cop. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> they were from New York too. That stuff's fun. Two bass players to draw. Oh, yeah. They're, um, yeah, they're a great band. Uh, uh, there's this band that was on the same label, uh, Touch and Go, as uh, uh, Jesus Lizard called Killdozer. I know Killdozer. <laughs> Killdozer is another big influence. You don't hear it in our music, but I definitely, that's a big part of, uh, of, of our influences. Totally. Awesome. I love Killdozer. What about um? Because I'm I'm a huge fan of like Big Black, uh, Shellac, uh, Scratch Acid, all that. Yeah, I I you know what I got into, I got into that stuff later on, like the last five or six years. Um, but yeah, I I like Big Black definitely. Set me off the gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that song rules. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love all that shit, man. That dude is just so prolific. Steve Albini, he was like. He's like the king. He's another visionary. Yeah, another visionary. He's a visionary. And he's a he's an unbelievable producer. Yeah. Nothing else sounded like all those records that he makes with like neurosis and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um those are like shit, you know, production wise that I I constantly chase. And like that's you know, I don't know if it really works for the style of music we do, but like like when we were doing the no symmetry thing that's that was one of the reasons why i wanted to work with colin um because i thought that he had some sort of similarities i mean uh in those like neurosis styled records that right yeah that you, you knew how that albini did with them yeah yeah, yeah. very what atmospheric about, um, and what about, um, do you know uh slint Slint, uh, yeah, I, I've never really got into Slint. I mean, I know that one record with all them in the lake, Spiderland. Spiderland. Yeah, I, um, I, I haven't really like dug into it as much, but I, recently so, I have. So what, I, what I would say that that album, that, that if you kind of listen to it enough times, you start to pick up bits and pieces from it. You like the more you listen to it, the more you realize how how genius it is. I guess I know that's why for me at least. Every time I listen to it, I like it slightly more than the time before. I got to Now I got to check it out. 
now I got to check it out for real. Yeah, listen to it. Like, honestly, it's one of those things that I recommend listening to in full. Because, you know, some albums you can put on a couple of songs and like, that was great. But this is one of those things that's like, I don't know. You, you just need to experience the whole thing start to finish and then be like, okay. <laughs> that was that. Um, but yeah. Okay. I, I recommend it. Because once you listen okay. to that, you'll hear other albums from other artists and you'll be like, shit, that's a slide. like they picked that up from Spider-Land. I got heard in a bunch of songs from other artists. I'm like, that's, they definitely like were influenced by Spider-Land. It seems like they're that type of band where they didn't sell a whole lot of records in their day, but everyone who bought their record started a band. Yeah, 100%. That's it. 100%. That's it. You know, I don't really know a lot about it, but I see that record constantly. So that I feel like they're one of those kind of bands where they didn't really go over in their day, but they were uh, highly impactful to other artists and musicians. Definitely. So, I mean, um, there's, there's a lot of bands like that, and some of them I don't appreciate. Like, uh, do you know, um, okay, I, I can't stand this album, but I know like people are obsessed with it for the exact same reason. Uh, Mutual Milk Hotel. Mutual Milk Hotel. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I never really got into them. Me either. But I, there I, see the same, yeah, I see that everywhere. With the drum head on the, yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just, yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I mean, it's, I'm not slagging it. It's just not, not my thing. Exactly. I'm the same. I just, I, it, never I, just, I, just, I never connected to me, but I see that people uh, love it. I and it's influenced a ton of bands. We're getting that echo again. We're getting that oh. echo again. Yes, there it is. Um, but How's that? anyway, Better? I, uh, I've been taking it way off topic for, for the last like 10 or 15 nah. minutes. Brendan, um, nah. before we run out of time, do you have any topics you want to cover? Uh, I was going to say, uh, if you haven't checked out a band um, on this, uh, the rock genre, uh, I'd check out Far Flung oh. if you haven't already. Okay. They're a lot of, a lot of fun. What are they called again? Far flung. Far flung. Far. I actually don't know them. I haven't heard them. Lots of Duly ideas. noted. Uh, Brendan, um, yeah, uh, just to jump back, do you have any of those, any other topics you want to cover before we run out of time? Um, I was going to say, um, well, where do we get, where is the best New York City bagel? New York City bagel. <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's not technically in the city okay so this is i'll go over this real quick like i live in brooklyn now right. but i don't say like i don't tell people i live in the city i just say we live in brooklyn like if you're like in the boroughs like only like manhattan is like what we refer to as the city everything else you just refer by like the borough name like when i lived in queens i didn't tell people i live in the city you know, yeah, like yeah. They, people like city people only recognize Manhattan as the city. Right. So there is a bagel place in Whitestone, which is in Queens, uh, called Utopia Bagels. Uh, that's probably the best bagel shop bagel I've had in all of the five boroughs, even in Long Island too, because Long Island's known for their bagels as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say you, they've been on uh, Fuck That's Delicious. 
they get any type of like best bagel top 10. They're always on there. He, the guy has his own. It's like a massive store. He makes he makes his own obviously makes his own bagels. But like even the rolls, he has a deli and he makes sandwiches, even the rolls for the sandwiches. He home makes everything. He does pastries. He's got a huge, huge operation. So I would say Utopia Bagels, White Stone, yeah. Queens, New York. Fuck yeah. All right. What is the best pizza? Ooh. (laughs) There's so much pizza in New York. It's like, (laughs) it's brutal. It's just, it's, it's over. It's absolutely overwhelming. I'll tell you this. There is a Detroit styled pizzeria uh, in Brooklyn and they just opened one up. And I think Times Square, I'm not sure, or somewhere near that, somewhere in the city. Uh, It's called Aces Pizza. Um, it's Detroit style, so it's like it gets baked in a pan. It's not really like yeah. a New York style. Yeah. They're, like they're, uh, like it's kind of like deep dish, but there's no crust. There's no crust on a Detroit style pizza. That's what makes it different. Uh, um, but okay. it's very similar. If I had to compare it to it, yeah. But it's like that is like one of one of my favorites. Um, uh, they're so like. There's just so much pizza. Uh, best pizza is a spot in Williamsburg, which is very hot. Um, Southside Pizzeria is hot now. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, DeFara's is like kind of legendary. Luigi's in Park Slope. Um, there's Ops in Brooklyn um, in Bushwick, which is uh, – oh, what's that guy who's doing that shit in, in – Oh, I fucking forget. There's so much pizza. It's it's you can't even like. I get pizza. lost. <laughs> I get roses. Roses is a like a like a chain that started in Queens, and they're all over Queens. Ones in Brooklyn, ones in Long Island. Uh, I love it. We used to live right next to a Roses in Ridgewood. Um, it's it's kind of overwhelming. Avoid the dollar slice if you yeah. ever come to like the city. You know those kind of places. They're always they're always kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say. Um, but there's so much there's so much goddamn pizza. It's like it's overwhelming. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't tell you I couldn't it, it I couldn't tell you what the best pizza is. It's just it's just like too a, much. A pizza place for every hardcore show. <laughs> <laughs> More. <laughs> That's how I felt um, about um, cheesecake when I was there as well. Yeah, I guess so. There's Juniors in Brooklyn. That's like I like Juniors. I mecca to, I, I of went, cheesecake. I went to yeah, when I was there. And then like every uh, every Juniors deli, is every great. deli does their own cheesecake as well. Dude, Cheesecake Factory is fucking great too. I don't care. I like Cheesecake Factory. They do cheesecake. They do cheesecake fact. They do cheesecake fine. They're yeah, they good do. enough for me. You know, hundred percent. I'm a big fan of Cheesecake Factory. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. Who am I? The first time I went there, their menu actually gave me anxiety because uh, the way it should. I mean, it it does. It's (laughs) it's it's way too fucking big. It's like the way the way the storybook. Yeah. He hands you like a novel and he's like, comes back in like three minutes. Like, have you decided yet? And like, dude, I'm on page six. Calm down. Like, yeah, I don't know how they survive, but they do. Yeah. 
It's wild. Um, do you have a, a city or, a, or a, like a town that you'll like never go back to? Like playing music, live music? <laughs> uh, uh, no, not really. Um, Baltimore is kind of rough. <laughs> Let's just put it yeah. that way. <laughs> I would never not like Baltimore is like you've seen the wire. I assume. Yeah. yeah. Or even if you, that it's Baltimore is pretty much like the wire. That's where we you went know. for uh, MDF, the Maryland death fest. Uh, recently yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's parts of Baltimore that's that are beautiful, but like the clubs we were playing in Baltimore were like, we need to fucking stop coming here <laughs> because <laughs> we might not make it out these days. Like, oh, uh, I haven't false gods hasn't played Detroit. Uh, we're going to, uh, this fall, but Detroit's one of those, like I played Detroit years ago with another band, um, a couple of times and, you know, it, it's pretty real out there too. You know, those, those cities are kind of like, like you just go to the venue, you stay there and then you just go right to the van or, and then you go right to, to bed and you know, you're not trying to fucking you're not trying to hang out. Right, right. Baltimore is definitely, you know, well, at least the, the the parts of Baltimore that we were playing were definitely like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we, we might not make it. Um, that's really well, bad. on the uh, opposite yeah. side of that coin, what was the, like, your uh, favorite spot to play? Like, where you like, I always want to go back to this spot and play. Wow. Favorite spot to play. I don't, I don't know if we've ever. I mean, maybe it's just because the stage is big enough to fit everything. Like, I don't know. Like, I... Well, favorite city, um, at least. Um, you know, we like, uh, uh, there's this place in Harrisburg that we play constantly called JB Loverdrafts. Um, it's got like, and it's like an adult arcade. All right. It's got like Super right. Nintendo set up. It's got like horror movies playing. It's kind of themed like, you know, like a 15 year old's bedroom um the stage is cool the people are always cool harrisburg's kind of a tiny city um but the food is always fucking incredible we're always like it's a place where like we're psyched to play but like we're more psyched to hang out and like just drink and play video games and, and talk shit you know so i would Hell say yeah. like uh, the stage is all right you know it's cool but like the hang is fucking a blast like we always we always every time we're in we're doing like a East Coast story of the tour. We 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 wind up hitting that place. So uh, uh, nice. I would say I would say JB's if, off the top of my head. Hell yeah! Uh, what was your uh, favorite concert to go to as a uh, as like a fan? Favorite concert to go to as a fan? Holy shit! Uh, I, man, I have no idea. I saw, uh, when I was young, young, I saw Motley Crue when I was like 15, 16. I thought that was badass. That was on the, that was, and they were fucking, I don't know if they were, they were doing that generation swine record. like when Vince like came back. Um, so they were, uh, they weren't as horrible as they were now, but it was, you know, we hopped like it was like every all my buddies from high school. I was like sixteen or whatever. We hopped the little fence to like, uh, 
to, to hang out, you know, like in the general mission area. And yeah. Um, yeah. we were like two rows away. Um, there was like a heckler in the crowd and like Vince Neil like jumped in and started started like fighting with him and this <laughs> cold shit. Vince, uh, Nikki six tried to like swing his base and hit him. I don't know if that guy was planted there or not because the tour didn't really do that great. So I think they were just trying to drum up some bad publicity, like looking back at it as an adult now, because that's something that Motley Crue would do because they're fucking corny. But, uh, <laughs> you know, at 16, I was like, ah, oh, this is, you know, this is great. So probably, I know it's not like the coolest thing to say, but probably seeing Motley Crue at like 15, 16 was, was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Seeing the first Black Sabbath reunion with Pantera, that was cool. When I, at 17, 18, I saw that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Seeing Godflesh for the first time, that was cool. Seeing Swans with, uh, with uh, Chelsea Wolfe opening uh, years back, that was cool. Um, I've seen a lot of shit, man. Hell yeah. Was, even, what was the... Like uh, the messiest show, like the most, I guess, most like messiest, like biggest shit show of a live show you've seen. Biggest shit show. I don't know. Probably something I played <laughs> 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 that I've seen. Yeah. Um, probably earlier hardcore shows that would get broken up with fights. Um, I saw eat the, so there was a venue in Long Island called Deja One. It was like a catering hall where they did shows. The last show there, I think it was in 99. Um, it was like E-Town and No Innocent Victim. Like the show got broken up because the, there was just so much fighting. And the fighting like went outside. And, you know, and that was, that was one of the reasons that that venue didn't, there was no more shows there anymore. Um, there were so many of those type of shows back in the day. Yeah, I mean, like I wasn't in like my era of like late nineties, early two thousands. That wasn't like the most violent era, but there was definitely like shows that would get local shows that would get broken up because of fighting or people being stupid yeah. and shit like that. So that's probably like one of the bigger shows that got you know broken up and stopped because people were just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, I think like the most disappointing live show I've ever seen for like performance basis was I was at a festival and I decided to check out Marilyn Manson because he was playing there and uh, he was so coked. I, 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 I think it was coke at the time he was like popped up on, but he was just such a mess that he couldn't remember the words to his own songs. He like tripped over and fell on stage, oh, he was spit, spitting Christ. on band members and like just randomly started like incoherently muttering into the mic for a bit. And I was like, dude, this is embarrassing. Like you're like a really big name act, you know, like, you're not like some nobody. People came, you were a draw card for the festival. Yeah. It was, it was, it was yeah, bad, dude. that guy sucks. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yep. Oh, worst. Okay. So worst band I've ever seen, like worst live band I've ever seen. Uh, the, and I'm a big fan, uh, the sisters of mercy in New York city. Right. Okay. They were just, they were terrible. Absolute horrible. Just one of the worst. It was just like, this is terrible, terrible band, terrible live band. I'd still go see them again if they came to the States, but they were not great. 
just like poor performance, bad sound. I, I don't. They had like no bass player, and uh-huh. I, I, you know, it was just like I don't. I don't know why it was so bad. Yeah, I might have. I don't know. I have no idea. They played like a lot of material. Like their thing now is they they write new songs and they only play them live, but they they don't record them and don't release them. So they were playing a lot of songs that I kind of never heard before. Um. And he sucked. He was just terrible live. <laughs> he couldn't really. He was. He probably just had a bad night, and the band was kind of corny, and they kind of did like, like cheesy eighty metal, eighties metal versions of, like their hits. So I was like, oh, this, this is, this is awful. I don't want to. <laughs> this is a waste of money. <laughs> I, uh, I heard um, so that was probably the worst show I've ever seen. But it wasn't because of like. It didn't get broken up because of fights. It was just because they just bad performance. sucked that night. They didn't have it. I heard that uh, the, new, the Motley Crew at the moment is um, the same. Like apparently the last like year worth of gigs that they've done, people have booed them off stage almost every concert type thing. Because mostly it was Vince Neil. Like Vince Neil can't. Oh yeah, they need to stop. They're they're going for that last cash in, but they're they need to. And I saw Vince Neil play live once. He was probably other my other. It was so bad. He was just so fat and bad. <laughs> it was, it was, a, it, was a, it was just a joke. It was like two hundred people there. It was just an embarrassment. Oh, that is it's depressing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like <laughs> people need to like I don't know learn when to hang the tail up. It's like you're done. Just you have a legacy. Leave it intact. Move on. It's over. Okay, so that basically brings it to the end of time for us. Um, before we wrap up, Greg, do you want to, anything you want to tell people to look out for that's coming up, like live shows, pre-orders, that sort of thing? Sure. The record, like we said before, was released. Uh, the vinyl and the CDs will be available shortly. Uh, we have a week of shows in September that we will be uh, on the road for. Uh, and then look out for November. We're, we're going to be hitting uh, the, the middle of the country. Um, and uh, that's, that's all that is planned for now. Um, people can go to the Bandcamp, falsegods1.bandcamp.com. We're going to be adding more merch and all that stuff. And uh, we're going to keep on rocking and rolling as they say until uh until we can't hell yeah. Awesome. hell yeah well it was great having you on the show uh thank you for taking the time and uh maybe if you do another album in the future we'll get you on to talk about that one too if that works for you oh uh, this was this was a blast guys thank you so much all right everyone thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next time with uh, another guest